Yeehaw! <laughs> I was not ready for that. You had to be ready. Strap in for it's a brand. It's karma for all the interrupting we've always done is that she waits until you're about to take a drink. You're still interrupting. I know, isn't that great? So now you'll have another reason to make Heath spill his drink next time. It's not great. But yeehaw! Strap in for a brand new season of the Padra Lorian featuring the book of Boba Fett. Now, to acknowledge the corn... I personally do not like pre-Mandalorian Boba Fett in canon or in Legends. And even after my love of Tim wasn't enough to have me like really hyped about this show. But despite completely forgetting about this existence last time we recorded, I'm really trying to give it a fair shake. So I'm not going to be trying to crawl anyone's hump. So please know that my critiques of the show aren't because I want to hate it. So, we don't have show notes for this episode. We do. I just linked them. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Am I allowed to say Jesus? Jesus H. Christ. Jesus Jesus H. Christ. How to make intro. Oh, great. Well, Yeah, just show some respect and say his full name, okay? Great, I will. If you say Jesus H. Christ, then it's not using the Lord's name in vain, you see, so it's not a sin. Right? Right? H is short for howdy. I, Jesus, how to Christ. <laughs> Jesus, how to Christ. He's a Western hero. Have I ruled with fear? I intend to rule with respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. jump into the first episode stranger in a strange land which is a real stupid title it is it is all right so we're in boba's pod in his palace and i i have very few notes personally saf did these notes thank you saf um uh my first note was just i can't believe saf got the one thing she wanted which was <laughs> like, <shirtless> immediately <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Not Immediately. only did I get that, I got like some Django Boba flashback. Yeah. And then I got In five Boba. seconds of this show, my first thought was like, oh God, Saf's going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> we know what 75% of people are here for, so we're just going to do it, knock it out, get it out of the way, and then we can move on. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So we get some flashbacks of Camino and Baby Boulder. Baby Boulder. Baby Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, baby Saboba. Oh god. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, and he's holding his dad's helmet and you know what we've all seen from Attack of the Clones. And then we cut to Boba escaping from the Sarlacc pit and boy is it moist. Um, it's I really gross in there. It's so gross. I, I got was... physically uncomfortable watching it. I like it. I was it. just like I can't deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew it. I'm a monster fucker. We all there know. are two types of yeah. people in this world. 
The best part is that, like, Star Wars fans have been waiting, what, 35-ish years to see this on screen? I would... <laughs> then we all saw it, and we're all like, oh, actually... Let me take that Maybe back. it was better. Was yeah. better I, was I didn't better need to know what the inside of the Sarlacc looks like. I was actually a little disappointed. I wanted to be a little bit more, like, monstery, but it I was, like... I wanted to see more digesting. Like, happening. it was just really, like... Yeah. You're I in an esophagus, the, which was kind of. I liked the disintegrating stormtrooper, though. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. That was a you nice know, touch. his armor was disintegrated. I just, I wanted more. I wanted more from the Sarlacc. He was not in the Sarlacc pit for a very long time. No, and like and Ash I said, there are two people. <laughs> And I would have hoped that Robert Rodriguez, director of Predators, starring Adrian Brody, action hero, would give me the monster I wanted. But no. There are people who saw what they saw and wanted more, and people who saw what they saw and were like, better in my head. There's like a big part of me that forgot that there would be time between Boba getting out of the pit and like other things in like the Mandalorian. I was like, he's just in the pit the whole time, right? No. Yeah. He's just hanging out in there. He very fresh, clearly fresh out the, the whole pit. the and whole episode is him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down. Okay. Anyway, so he gets out, but Jawa steal his armor because they're little shits. Um, that's not fair, Seth. And then some Tusken I mean, Raiders. Like at first, I was like, okay, they think he's they dead, and that's those. fine. And then he wakes up, and they knock him out, and steal his armor. So you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> no, those Jawas are little fuckers. I hate them. They're, they're not. They they take apart a good a good dad ship for no reason whatsoever. He left it there, <laughs> and then make him get an egg for no reason. They want to eat the egg. It was the egg thing was funny. The egg thing was funny. But the egg thing was very funny. Egg thing was amazing, and there should be more eggs in Star Wars. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Anyway, um, then Tusken Raiders find him, and they wake him up with a juicy worm. Mm. Uh, They tie him up and drag (laughs) him behind their banthas, and Boba's very bad, no good day. Uh, some kids hit him with a stick and then a bunch of sand people start, they all look like kids start wailing on him yeah. um, while their leader just like watches and sips their tea like Kermit. Um, I, I, this is my first issue. Uh, I have an issue with this because it's once again being like, look how savage the Tuscan Raiders are after like the Mandalorian kind of established them as like, a people who like can communicate and do have compassion and aren't just yeah, I thought there we were past to, this. Yeah, yeah, I thought we were past this, but we went right right back. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of disappointed that this was like the entire episode was hey, look how the Tuscan Raiders just abuse people for no reason. Um yeah, I think at best you could make a case for it was it was a test, and he passed the test by the end of the episode. But there are so many stereotypes that have already like been superimposed onto this crew because of their association with indigenous people that it that it it wasn't a good look. It didn't come off well, and and it's not unfortunately it's not about the destination. It's about the journey in this case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so then it's night, and he antagonizes a massive, which. Is almost just the word mastiff, which is a dog type, and this thing yeah. is a dog. Yeah. Okay, it's but it's super dog. cute, and I was kind of well, rooting for it. Might as well have called it a spog, honestly. <laughs> a spog? <laughs> <laughs> she took it a spog. 
Ash is mad at us. Um, <laughs> do you collect them? Yeah. Are there like lots of little little round ones? You get a you... slammer. Yeah. <laughs> I it was the same slammer. dog that Mando gives that little dad pet to. Yeah, you know I'm talking about a friend. Yeah, yeah. All of the spogs. So, Can we not? Can we not do spogs? <laughs> no, I'm gonna. <laughs> the um, galaxy 100 needs more spogs. Yeah. <laughs> How many of the problems that we see in these shows and films would be solved? Someone just had a nice spog by their side. So many. Uh, and then it use Boba uses its teeth to cut his bonds. Um, problematic fave Boba beats up animals. <laughs> Jesus. Um, he asked the prisoner Rodian if he wants. I was like, help. "Why are you beating up the dog, Boba? It's gonna help you." And then he kicks its ass, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> He was not, the dog was not going to help him. I think that yeah. was very clear. Was the dog so was cold. not on his side. Man, so fuck cold. Boba Fett. <laughs> choke holding a dog. What's wrong that with that? That is really <laughs> shitty. Um, not great. And the Rodian just like yells for the sand people. The dog was going to eat him. If I, I don't like, care, To be fair, it was self-defense. I don't care. <laughs> Anyone who choke holds a dog. Which is an Yeah, yeah. If one of my dogs were going to try to eat me, I would lay down and say, please, bon appetit. But yeah. but I'm just bon saying, like, appetit. he's got a little bit of a like to stand on here. Bon appetit. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'll tell you a funny story that I was already really... I, I had seen on Twitter that, like, oh, they use a Japanese word. And I was like, ugh, like, I'm waiting for this to happen. Um, so the first spoken line is Boba Fett speaking in Rodian to the Rodian. Um, but I, for, I forgot that my Disney Plus was on Japanese settings because I was watching <laughs> Visions. And so when it's the subtitle says like speaks in Rodian, but it came out as Japanese. And I was like, what the fuck? They just completely stopped trying. <laughs> the number of times this has happened to me at Disney Plus in the last couple of months is ridiculous. Like, yeah, I was just like, "Oh, wait, that's my." Why are all these shows the first, like, like ten Japanese? minutes? You thought the first ten minutes of Black Widow being in Japanese was an artistic? It makes choice. sense. They're undercover. I don't know why they're speaking Japanese <laughs> when they're undercover Japan, in America. Yeah, but thankfully it wasn't that. But for a minute, I was really pissed. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness we didn't hear any Japanese language being used inappropriately in this episode, right? Yikes. <laughs> um, so then Boba runs off and a cool looking raider confronts him and kicks his ass. And they all start whacking him with sticks again, which he deserves this time. Which ran. honestly is really funny. Yeah. Like this guy's just having a bad day. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, like no maybe it was one of their birthdays and someone day. was like here i brought you a pinata and the kids are like yay especially because it was just like sticks <laughs> yeah it was just sticks. <laughs> it just seems disrespectful and i appreciate it so we go back to present time where fennec shand our lady love mingna Wen, uh wakes boba up and we briefly get a shirtless temp. Hey. <laughs> and he looks so good. He here. looks great. Like, he looks so that good. That back does work in wonders. I'm really yeah. glad that the Bacta has healed him enough that he's no longer pale. Yeah. Um, and I'm he is glad, back to his normal skin right. tone. I'm glad that they did not decide to keep the no eyebrows as an artistic choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not a good look. 
It's not a good look. I know one character that has no eyebrows, and it's Grimo Wormtongue from uh, <laughs> oh, no. from the Two Towers, and it's not good. <laughs> it's not a good look. I like Brad the Dorf, idea that there's I mean... different different like brands of Bacta or different like types of Bacta. And if you like have extra money, you can like shell out for the Bacta that heals you and also gives you like a spray tan while you're at it. It's just like additional side effects that you can get it's if like you have extra money. It's like kind of orange tinted. Oh, <laughs> orange, orange tinted back. It's like, why not? You're soaking in this stuff all yeah, like all day. Like you might as well have a change. Of skin I if also you want love to. that yeah. they established, like from the very beginning, that he is still very fucked up from that Sarlacc pit. Yeah, like, it messed him up. Sometimes you get messed up by the Sarlacc. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Glisteners, Danny's in a car right now, so uh, not driving for the record. Yeah. But we might have just lost them because their laptop was at 35% battery. <laughs> but we're going to keep going. We're, here we go. So <laughs> uh, he, Boba Fett sits on his throne, Lord Fett, uh, with Fennec looking badass next to him. And people are coming to pay Boba tribute, um, which I think is I don't know, kind of funny. I just thought the whole situation was so stupid. Yeah. You're just like, I'm here now and I'm on this throne and I just want people to come give me presents. Like, I'm not looking for anything more than that. Like, just like, give me stuff. The fact that they use the word tribute instead of being like bribe (laughs) is really funny to me. Yeah. It's like, please don't do like a human sacrifice or anything like that. Like, just just give me some stuff because I went through a lot to get here. He went through a lot. He deserves some nice things. Yeah. Uh deserves a really strong word (laughs) (laughs) look he's had a rough life Meg. so have a lot of people (laughs) but a lot of let's let's clarify a lot of the terrible things that happened to him were a consequence of his own shitty action yes correct (laughs) okay but comparatively speaking i guarantee that the twi'lek aid to the mayor of Mos Espa has had a less rough life than Boba Fett. Yeah, okay. but he sucks. We agree that this he sucks. This Aid is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Oh, <laughs> I hate I don't get it. Hate the way he moved his arms is pissing yes. me off. I, he was like doing this. Like he's I, moving his arms in a very uncomfortable way and I was like the I arms, The arms were a bit much but I felt like this character talked more like a, a normal person that's why i didn't like him character i've ever <laughs> yeah, heard yeah. and it was just like kind of refreshing to be like oh here's a real person here's this no, gulp shit like, <laughs> <shenade>. oh <laughs> i don't I, like I, it when I, they're flesh colored it's like it's freaky twilight should not be human color so funny <laughs> it's so because the Liku look like then you have to consider the fact that Liku are flesh and it's I don't like that. They are flesh, but they're they absolutely flesh. I know, but it's less weird when they're like blue, and soft, and you stroke the brain tails. Like it's the fine when they're blue. I'm okay with that, but as soon as they're like fleshy colored, I don't like. Oh, it. so all these the blue twilicks are acceptable wow. twilicks. Wow, Seth. and they're the most exotic coloring, Saf. Wow. We all know I like blue aliens. Come on, it's true. Same <laughs> here. I mean, there was a lot of talk about the trans Twi'leks later in the episode, and I think that what's going on here is we have a trans species Twi'lek who's just like, I want to be as human as I possibly can, and so he got the back to that makes him flesh colored, and he talks and gestures like a human, and so I'm not maybe a fan of it. Also, it also me imagine, because like, imagine wanting to be a white person. <laughs> like, imagine, <laughs> yeah, like that, that talks about a number of points. First mistake. Imagine willfully being like. I'm gonna be a white person. 
like that sucks <laughs> i also like because there's like the thing of like the sexual dimorphism of twi'leks is that the dudes just look gross generally and i like a gross it's dude because the dudes, bad it's green because the dudes have pointy teeth. it's because the dudes generally have pointy teeth and yeah i know i like the pointy teeth ears i like the pointy teeth and none of the dudes have pointy teeth and that made me sad i like dudes with pointy teeth so that's just anime characters <laughs> It's just, I like anyway. it. I like an alien with pointy teeth. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Wormy Twi'lek um, comes in in place of the mayor and he's very rude being like, no, the mayor isn't going to give you anything. In fact, the mayor expects you to pay them. Um, and uh, Boba confers with Fennec, which like, he's a little disrespectful to Fennec, I think in this whole episode. Um, but he gives him the very generous gift of not killing his aide. <laughs> so that's pretty nice of him. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty, pretty gracious. Yeah. Um, so the mayor is going to be like a big deal later on, yeah, right? Like, yeah, probably. who do we think the mayor is? What do we think his, or there, there I go. So what if it's Watto? Oh my. No. Yep. There's no. no further discussion needed. No. Absolutely. No. It could be. It yep. could be, but please no. Please God no. And his penis oh, nose is like six feet long by now. Just like dangling way. No. Oh no, no, Does no, it get no, longer no, with no, age? No. Is that how that works? The, no, gravity. Just droopy. the gravity just pulls on it. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Thus, water has Look, a You're speechless device. because you know it's true. No, that's not why so I'm speechless, much. Danny. Don't throw that on me. Do not. Um, <laughs> No, I don't know who the mayor is, but I think this will be fun to speculate. And I'm just going to, I'm going to be the really annoying person. It's Mace Windu. Who's just going to name off any Star Wars character. Who's that punk punk kid that's friends with Anakin? Oh. Kit Fisto? Wait, no. Close. Kitster. (laughs) I knew it was a kit. Kitster, Kitster. No, it's Kitster. Okay, I'd be fine if it's Kitster. I think that'd be really funny. He this sees Boba Fett. Kid was an asshole he's, to me when I was nine years old. He sees Boba Fett and he's just like wizard. <laughs> I was gonna say his campaign slogan was totally something like "Vote for Kitster. He's so wizard." Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, I had canon in the mayor's Kitster. So, um, Boba then frees two Gamorians who work for Jabba and also work for Bib Fortuna, and they pledge their loyalty to him. They got big chunky legs, which are very noticeable because they have slimmed down the torso of the Gamorrean suit from Return of the Jedi um, because they the Gamorreans are like doing more stuff, I guess. And this was. Yeah, it's probably a bit harder to run around those bigger. Yeah, suits. they look the same as they did in the Mandalorian, which I did have an issue with. Uh, but whatever. I had uh, a feeling it was probably just so the actors could move. In the yeah, suit. it's yeah. because they're doing more physical than just like falling inside the rancor pit <laughs> and um, dying which like i get uh but they're definitely lovers yeah they're yeah. absolute life partners and i'm actually really happy for them that they get to stay alive and together yeah so <laughs> uh fennec and boba and their two new guards go for walkies through moss espa which is real big much bigger than moss isley and we see some robot dogs. Very nice. I um, don't like those Boston dynamic looking robot dogs in Star Wars. They, look, like, that's, they were 100% Boston dynamic. Those robots. are absolute like police dogs. And I yeah. don't appreciate <laughs> Not a fan. It. No. 
Um, I feel I did... like we've got a uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender to Legend of Korra level of development happening in Mos Espa from uh, Phantom Menace to now. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like it's hopping. Right. I think just a lot of things have happened on Tatooine. Wait, we haven't seen Mos Espa before, have we? Mos yeah. We've only seen Mos Eisley. Nope. Mos Espa's in Phantom Menace. It is. Mos where Watto Shop is. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It's okay. I, I learned this this week too. Like apparently, there's there's multiple moss cities on Tatooine, and yeah. one is bigger than the other. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Welcome to Star Wars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was mean. Oh, I'm sorry. I looked at my notes and not Saf's notes, and I realized I glazed over uh, some cultural appropriation. So <laughs> they refer. Well, they like D8 refers to Boba Fett as a daimyo, which is. They don't pronounce it that way. Is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? Daimyo. Yeah. Daimyo. I think this, I thought they said daimo, which uh, didn't sound right to me. It didn't sound right, but the way the subtitles did spell it correctly it was daimyo. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, which is just fully a Japanese term. Um, I thought so, but yeah. I was like, yeah. maybe it's. It's. It is the term. Well, it's the term for like a feudal lord um, who's like a property owner, like samurai would serve daimyo. Um, and like in Ronin, uh, for people who have read Ronin, the the main Jedi that um, our, our friend the Ronin fights is a daimyo um, because he has land holdings, he has power, right? And then the daimyo, the daimyos report to the shogun who is, in charge of Japan. <laughs> and so like, it's an actual real system and like, it doesn't, it doesn't directly translate over to how they're using it in the show because like Damios weren't crime lords. They're not like mafia bosses. <laughs> they're like, they're res- pillars of the town and the community. And sorry, it's police time. Um, <laughs> I live in the city. Uh, and the worst kind of time. Really a terrible time. Uh, and so it's kind of fucked up that they just took this word to use when I, I get that they're trying to bestow upon him an important title and something that sounds more legitimate than just like crime Lord, uh, which is what job of the hut was. Right. But mm-hmm. it's, extremely not correct and i think especially in light of getting star wars visions um and things from japanese creators that use japanese culture and the language this was really like inappropriate to let go um and so i'm interested if they're still going to keep using this term and how often it comes up oh they Um, are they gotta keep using it fuck uh, they gotta keep using it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep complaining about it because it's just Yeah, it did seem like they took a cool sounding Japanese word and then were like, it's in Star Wars now. It shouldn't be though. You didn't No, I know. Like I'm not saying like that that yeah, positive yeah, yeah. context or yeah. anything, but like not even a spamio, like literally anything else. <laughs> <laughs> or just make up a word. Just make up a word. It's Star Wars. It's Star just make Wars. up a word. Also, he's a crime lord. He knows he's a crime lord. Like, you didn't have to try to make him this, like, more morally gray anti-hero. Like, it's fucking Boba Fett. Stop it. 
Um, so that's a problem. I wonder what else will happen. Uh, so there's that again, no respect to Asia. Anyway, we enter a beautiful paradise casino and most importantly, it's our King Max Rebo. Yeah. I was so happy. And, uh, I'm so glad he survived. He didn't deserve this. He was just playing music. He's all good. Speaking of appropriation, Max Rebo has taken the number one galaxy chart topping hit by the Cantina band full of Biff and did his own and now he's like making 10 times as much money off of his remix it's no, a remix it's an old like, time road remix no no no, no. Can, I explain, can i i have thoughts <laughs> i have you jokingly were like ash do you have thoughts about jazz music i do great um lay it on us all right so jazz the traditional the the history and tradition of jazz is to take music that has existed before and play it with your own kind of spin on it and that's definitely what i felt was happening with this piece it was like max rebo and his guitar player like riffing on an old standard maybe maybe the cantina band music is like an old standard of tatooine and i just want to point out the fact that the the biff that was playing the guitar is actually playing a guitar that would work as an actual guitar there is a prototype uh that somebody made a few years ago and it got very popular on youtube where it's a guitar that's got no neck it's got a steel rod and frets all down it and it actually works and sounds like a guitar because a guitar works I'm not going to bore you, but it works because it it it's resonating off the frets, which are the metal wires, whatever. Um, so I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, man, that Star Wars guitars work like real guitars. That's so cool. Except they're spacey because they don't have wood in them. Nope, because wood is actually a very rare commodity in Star Wars. But I actually thought it was cool that there was like a jazz band playing in a club that was riffing off of a, off the cantina band music. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. I make fun of Max Rebo, but I too, I like, I'm going to jam out to that track all day long. Like it was, as soon as I heard it, I was just like, of course there's other versions of the song and I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah. And I'm so glad that Max Rebo is happy and healthy and hydrating and hopefully Sice Noodles is just in the back, like changing her makeup before her next piece. Yeah. Oh, she's a, a Max Rebo is the opening act, you know, Sice Noodles is the main attraction. Boba just didn't stay there long enough to, uh, he was real in and out. Um, Mm -hmm. She would have taken away attention. Yeah. Because then we would have had to just have a full five-minute musical interlude, like at the beginning of Temple of Doom. And everyone would just be talking about size noodles instead of Boba. Yeah. So we get some sexualized Felix, and uh, they, of course, are bright blue and green, the most exotic of colors. Uh, but hey, I bet, a dude I bet, is being sexualized. Wow. I bet that some creative <laughs> lead at Boba Fett was like, it's okay if we have a sexualized female toilet because there's a male toilet right next to her. So it's fine. <laughs> this was also the aforementioned trans toilet representation. There are heavy finger oh. quotes happening here, which I just want to say, like, sure, it's cool curious. that Twi'leks are challenging gender norms of their binary sexes. And maybe my headcanon is that, like, Twi'lek society has gone beyond the need to fit to the binary, but it's not explicit, it's not intentional, it doesn't actually, no one gets points for this as a representation, just just to put that out there. Yeah. More than likely, it was some special effects person who wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it was just some- They ran out of cones. Yeah, it was either someone overcompensating for the over-sexualization of Twi'leks for two, three decades. Absolutely not. And then not doing their- Good point, Danny. Good point. <laughs> oh, no, Danny. Not doing their homework. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I it's yeah it's just them they it's just because the headpieces are easier to do than actual actually showing ears like it's not they're not intentionally putting cones there or anything it's just part of the headpiece yeah we just they ran out of cones there's no there was no room for cones in the budget so (laughs) yeah it's fine uh so they take boba and fennec's helmets to clean them with whatever that means and can we clean and service your helmets i was like is so many people in Star Wars wear helmets that this is just like it's a certain it's kind a, of standard service. service at yeah. any bar. Yeah, yeah, it's like taking, you know, taking your jacket to coat check. It's very normal. So they're there to see Garsuth with who owns this little That's one hell of a Star Wars name. It's so Star Wars. The <laughs> sanctuary. He assures Garsa that they he'll make sure that their business continues to thrive. Um, and she's like, yeah, because like now it's technically your business, <laughs> um, which she's so rude. I don't think she's very happy about that, which, you know, understandable. Um, but then they get their helmets back before they leave. And Boba's is filled with coins <laughs> and uh, they leave and then they get attacked by some guys and they have a pretty cool like force field around them. And so when Boba tries to like use a gun, it just blows them up instead. So funny. So funny. <laughs> it's like, bro, what are you it's doing? A shield, it's a force shield, my guy. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but thankfully, the Gamorrean guards show up and uh, cause them to break formation so they can start butt kicking. And uh, the Gamorreans take Boba back to his pod and Fennec chases the assassins with some hardcore parkour. And we get a pod flashback. I kind of like that um, they're showing that Boba's still not back to like full strength after the Salak and everything Yeah, else. Yeah. Like dude's not, not at his um, best. One hundo. Um, yeah. I think, oh, uh, because this isn't listed later, um, Fennec has a very cool move in which she corners the two dudes who ran um and they both kind of surrender and the one she's pointing a gun at she actually just kicks over the building and, and like she the other straight up kills him <laughs> it's like you only need one it's, you only need goodbye. one goodbye and like i love, the I love that Bennett had to be like boba had to be like fennec alive yeah <laughs> you listen she's offered to kill so many people in this episode so it's bears repeating so the pod flashback the kid takes boba at the and the the tuscan raider kid takes boba and the rodian to some like homestead and they watch some fuckwit steal water and then they dig for some water pods um which um they're just around they're just there they're just they're not very deep they're in just, the sand yeah yeah it's kind of like, it's, it's like cactuses yeah which are you know you find a cactus in the desert they're full of water um they also look like sea urchins uh which i enjoyed it's cool <laughs> and uh, while they are digging. They get attacked by this four-armed guy who's also buried in the sand. And it's just... He was um, just vibing. He's just some monster of the week. Um, maybe those little water pods are his eggs. We don't know. I got so excited because I thought it was a rancor. And then it wasn't. Extremely and I was sad. No, and I was like, rancor. this is so much worse than a rancor. <laughs> just a guy. Yeah, I did not like him. Not I did not like him. Just, I he has four shoulders. One of those creepy little dudes. 
I love Rancors. I love the design of Rancors. I love Rancors. Did not love this guy. Not a fan. Right. Um, it buries the Rodian. Um, and of course, like the kid gets knocked out and the dog gets knocked out, but then Boba saves them. And the kid gets really psyched and they bring the monster's head back to the village and everyone's cheering, even though it feels weird to just bring back the head. Like, why don't you bring back the entire body for like meat and like bone usage? I guess it was pretty big, so it was probably hard to bring it back. They'll probably go back and get it or something. They better go back and get it because that's it's going to be like it's going to be like mummified by the sand anyway. So it's not like it's going to go gross. You can't waste stuff in the desert. Um, And then the leader gives Boba you know, some sort of approval by giving him a water pod. Yeah. That was the episode. It uh, was really so heavy on plot. Um, And (laughs) so much happened. Oh, Danny, Danny wants to share that Fennec is so cool, but she's still Boba's sidekick. And I really want to see her have a central plot and also some explanation for why she's so loyal to Boba which seems likely given the flashback structure, which, yeah. And like, I don't, I don't think it's just because he like saved her from death. I think it has to be something more than that because Fennec doesn't, Fennec Shan, the infamous assassin doesn't necessarily seem the type to be sentimental. Yeah. Um, Danny would also like us to discuss if we think that the whole season will include flashbacks leading from the Sarlacc to present or maybe flashbacks from his whole life was or was this the only flashback episode i think we'll get more flashbacks uh, with the tuscan raiders yeah. i don't think we'll get more of his life prior to that just because he's older <laughs> like yeah i think we'll get they flashbacks can't really have the or anything. Time. i think every yeah. episode will have flashbacks that are telling kind of a parallel story between how boba fett got here and what he's gonna do on tattooing now that he's i like would like to see i would like one. to see some clones i would like to see some clones even in flashbacks i would dig that it would make me very happy I saw what was my favorite take on this episode, which was they were so, so, so protective of this show and this episode when it came to spoilers and what they showed ahead of time. It's like, for what? What spoilers are they? You could spoil this. Like, why why were you like, we're only going to show stuff from the first half of the first episode and all the trailers? Like, what were you hiding? Like what reveal is coming happened. next week, right? Nothing like, happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> like part of me likes that they weren't just relying on uh, like shock surprises and like shock value right. and there stuff. There wasn't another baby Yoda. Yeah, but yeah. like also but it's also not nothing happened but it's also not like okay it doesn't have like i look i think back to the first episode of mandalorian yes the thing that captures the attention at the end of the episode and makes you go okay i need to see what happens next is grogu right yeah but you also like become endeared to din very quickly right in that episode like it's and it's they set up in that episode the type of character that the mandalorian is and it's and it's very you want him to like succeed um and that's why you care by the time episode three comes around and mm-hmm. he goes and rescues. But this just didn't have that for me. I think I didn't just feel particularly attached to these characters any more than like Mando season two made me. Um, um, I, I feel like they're relying a lot on an existing Boba Fett fan base, right? For sure, like, yeah. It's, they aren't necessarily trying 
really hard to, to win have new more, people over. You have to have more buy-in when it's the original character. It's a lot harder. Yeah. You can't just kind of coast. Like, with this, the mystery is, like, what happened to Boba Fett, which is a character that we know. Whereas with Mandalorian, they had to get more buy-in. Like, they had to make the people yeah. love the main character and, because otherwise they'd stop watching. And especially with everyone being like, is that Boba Fett? And it's like, no. <laughs> it's Din <Djarin. laughs> not Boba Fett. <laughs> it's Din Djarin. And, like, I get it. But at the same time, I wish they would have done something which made me more... I guess maybe they're relying on the fact that we've already seen Fennec in the Bad Batch. I mean... Some people have seen Fennec at the Bad Batch. I have not. I didn't watch she's that show. She's not that much in the Bad Batch. Yeah. Well, not she's, in Man- she's in Mandalorian season two, but she's really just kind of a plot device really at the end yeah. of the day. And even in season two, it's like, oh, she just shoots guys and then helps. There's not a lot of like character development for Fennec no. No. in that show. And same thing with Boba. Boba's just there to look cool. Yeah. You like- know? They, they're they relying a lot on the strength of Boba fans and on the strength of Ming-Na Wen fans, but who then is the Boba very Fett, beloved. The Boba Fett fans are really pissed off about this episode, though, because Boba Fett Why? is quote-unquote cool enough. he doesn't fuck, I guess. Like, I saw someone's tweet that was, like, listing off of what, like, pre-Mandalorian Boba, like, didn't have morals, killed a bunch of people, probably had sex. And I was like, And then somebody just showed that insert from fucking uh Tales from Jabba's Palace, where he's with um he's with Leia, like Jabba's given Leia him uh, to him for the night, and he's like, put your clothes back on, nothing's happening because sex with people outside of marriage is immoral. everyone's like oh you turned boba fett into a guy who like talks and he has into a guy who cares about people right even he doesn't want to kill people the caring is minimal uh um, right. just not outright slaughtering everybody yeah is yeah. really the but i really hope here. i really hope that fennec doesn't stay kind of like the emotional can i kill them person the emotionless kind of can i kill them yeah the entire time, I'd like to see more stuff with her because I, I, f- I find that she's a very interesting character. I, I would like if she also had her own flashbacks um, yeah. that led her. And like that also, like good. they can do stuff of her like being younger because it doesn't really matter because it's not like we know Daniel Logan played Boba Fett and we yeah. can't just get Daniel Logan here <laughs> to be 12 again. Um, he Unfortunately. Drinks, he drinks beer now. We all saw it. Um, so... But Daniel- Ming-Na Wen looks exactly the same now as she did 30 years ago. So, like... <laughs> um, Danny mentions that Ming-Na Wen's role in season two was to make us realize how much Gina Carano sucks. It worked. Correct. It, it yeah. really worked. Um, Danny also said Doho, which is, if you don't remember, dicks out, helmets off, on. Sorry, helmets on. on. Helmets on. Helmets on. Helmets <laughs> stay out, on. Helmets the helmet on, stays on. Way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that Danny really wishes that Star Wars would get back to being about the true family values, like abhorrence of premarital sex and kissing your sister. <laughs> That's what Star Wars is about. That's what Star Wars has always been about. My big feeling leaving this episode was that if someone had told me when Disney bought Lucasfilm that they were going to make a show about Boba Fett, I would have been like, oh no. <laughs> And if you had then shown me this episode, I would have been like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just not feeling it yet. No, all. I think that was my biggest takeaway from it was like, this was fine. 
I, yeah, I, I told Jeff, I was dinner leader that I was watching it and he was like, how was it? And I said, it's aggressively fine. It is aggressively <laughs> fine. I enjoyed it. Cause I went in with no expectations. Yeah. I just want to see Boba kick some ass. And um, being shirtless. So like, or getting his ass kicked. Honestly. Uh, I, I quite liked it. It's quite dorky and stupid. I've seen yeah. it twice now and I really enjoyed it. And Danny said they also really liked it. Um, like I thought it was fine. Like, I'm sorry, Robert Rodriguez is not a genius. (laughs) He's not a a masterful director. I wasn't expecting anything amazing. Yeah, like he, like the movies that I've seen by him are just like fun (laughs) action romps um, that like he might think are very like deep, but they sure aren't. (laughs) They are not because um, I re- I remember watching the Predator interviews and he kept saying about like oh we're going into like the darkness in our hearts and it's like no stop it <laughs> this is a- one this is a movie in the Predator series <laughs> two fucking uh, Eric from that '70s show is one of your main characters <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> But I think the ability, I think the ability to be like, this is a stupid, this is actually one of the things I like about the Mandalorian a lot, right? I clearly get the vibe with a lot of Mandalorian episodes that they're like, this is a dumb Star Wars show. And sometimes it just doesn't need to be any deeper than that. Yeah. Right? Like, here's an episode where there's giant spiders. That's it. There's nothing else there. It's just just a giant spider. There's a hot spring. (laughs) Yeah. And a frog lady. Yeah, that's great. We love love the frog frog lady. lady. We love the frog lady. But like I, this this I did get kind of the vibe that it was it kind of had it it kind of had an overinflated sense of its own importance, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this is our serious Boba Fett show. I didn't feel like, that serious, honestly. It felt pretty dorky. And I'm like Boba Fett. I didn't get that of, vibe from it. I don't know. But Boba I, Fett's kind of a chump. I can like, see both. I can see both. Like the inflated, like Boba Fett's supposed to be really cool, and it's like. He kept getting beaten up by sticks the whole time. Um, he's not. That's that why I think cool. I wasn't taking it too seriously because I just spent the whole episode of him just being beaten up by everything. Yeah, I don't know. I can see. I can see both of the ways that you interpret, it, and I think it's really just like how you choose to go into it. Um, but Danny also mentions that I love how Tim and Migna are clearly loving every second of it. So that's enough for them. Yeah, yeah they like are clearly it, very much enjoying it. Yeah. I feel like it bears pointing out that like this is a major tv show from a streaming service that has a 61 year old man and uh, yeah. like a 50 something year old woman as a lead and neither of them are white like that's actually yeah, pretty, that's pretty fucking rolls yeah. let's go yeah yeah you're welcome daddy <laughs> <laughs> hey kids don't podcast in a car it doesn't work don't that do well. it it doesn't work out that well yeah <laughs> um but yeah like i of course i'm gonna keep watching it because we have to do the show uh but like it didn't besides the the very specific things i talked about like didn't bother me anyway um but like those are the things that were issues are also issues in star wars in general right it's the cultural <laughs> appropriation the like non-whiteness of like using indigenous identities and making them villains and shit like that like that's that's Star Wars, baby. And like, Did, that's really unfortunate, but um, it's do, not like, it's not, I'm not blaming this show for like being bad or anything like that. 
do we know if like all of them are written by John Favreau? I don't know. I hope not. Because if not. they are, that'll be an interesting experiment. Well, fuck John Favreau. Um <laughs> I think it's I honestly think it's extremely telling that the worst episodes of The Mandalorian are the ones that are written by Filoni. Yeah. Like directed and written by Filoni. Oh, yeah. It's very telling. Um, that's because he's not that good. Um, he's not that good. <laughs> he's bitter as like creative director, not as a writer. Right. <laughs> well, like the, director the, the, big, the big overarching ideas like I can give him credit for. Um, but like, again, much like George Lucas big ideas need someone to really refine them and to make script good and <laughs> not just say faster and more intense yeah yeah uh so let's see uh so there are seven episodes which i also didn't know <laughs> i thought there were six so that's good no, to know seven. <laughs> yeah. there are seven um so it looks like robert rodriguez directed three and then john favreau bryce dolls howard dave filoni and then someone some other people were also reported to have directed episodes um trying to find if it says who wrote all of them i mean we'll find out i'm sure dave filoni had a hand in writing the episode that like he directed and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. But I'm so looking forward, suck, but you know, I'm looking forward to Bryce Dallas Howard's um, because I, I really like Commando actually, episodes a lot. I think she actually has like a grip on what makes Star Wars really cool. Yeah. At least yeah. so far in her episodes, I think they've been some of the best Mando episodes for sure. Agree. Remember when she was in Spider-Man 3, by the way? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leah and I watched it last night and it's funny because we were talking about Topher Grace earlier, and he's also in Spider-Man. He is in it. Yeah, I knew that Topher Grace was. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's... What a, it's what a movie, Spider-Man 3. It certainly is a movie. It's a movie. It certainly is a movie, yes. It's an experience. Um, Danny says, give the people what they want, Bryce, which is another Mon Cala in a sweater. Absolutely. 100%. I'm not sure I want to see a Mon Cala and a sweater on Tatooine because that would be fun for them. What if they're in a tank top? Oh. (laughs) What if they've got like a cool, what if they're in like a cool, like, like spacesuit thing? What if it's like a tank, like a muscle shirt, but it's got like a helmet over their Mon Cala (laughs) head? Like a little crop top. Yeah. (laughs) Get. Bryce Dallas Howard, give me an uh, give me an Ithorian and a cable net sweater, please. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my god, yes. Just at some yeah. point in the but Moncala and a crop top. <laughs> yeah. Also that. Yeah. I wait, 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 Meg. What about shirtless Moncala on the on the Ooh, hot shit. suns of tattoo on the hot sands of tattooing? They're gonna roast. <laughs> I'd say that would just suck for them. Honestly, I just feel uncomfortable for them. Now I want to draw some summer Moncala um, and you how should. they stay cool. Moncala. Montcalm. They slip, slip, slap, and rap. <laughs> Whatever you just said was disgusting. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you do in summer. What is it? Is it slap? Is it really? <laughs> you slip, slop, slap, and rap. Yeah, you slip, slop, slap with the sunscreen, and then you like wrap up, and then you find shade because the sun is dangerous during the middle of the day, and you don't go out into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was like water on yeah, TV okay. and everything and summer Some, for us. Sometimes I'm like, like sometimes I'm like, like <laughs> does Seth live in New Zealand or does Seth live on fucking Mars? I can't <laughs> ever tell. Like that sounds like a title of an ABO fic. I'm just gonna say right now. <laughs> oh man. Oh god, no. Oh no, I'm not wrong. Like that. Anyway, you're not wrong, and I hate it. I hate it. That's my favorite way to not be wrong. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so you know, we're we're gonna give this episode five shirtless Boba Fets, and uh, out of out of what we won't tell you. Nope, but it gets five Figure shirtless Boba Fets. Five shirtless Boba Fets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so. Uh, next time, join us for the Podolorian, in which we'll be discussing episode two. We have no idea what happens because they refuse to show us anything from those episodes uh, because spoilers, important spoilers, I guess. Uh, so until next time, may both suns shine on your tail. Yeehaw. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this, you. You fold and you crawl, then you break and you take what you get and you turn it into. Honestly, you promise me I'm never gonna find you faking. No.